following is a presentation of Artisan Church in Rochester, New York. It is a special day at Artisan. We have lots of, uh, lots of families here at Artisan, as you know, if you uh, have ever looked around. Um, <laughs> and uh, lots of kids. And we're actually going to have the kids in a few minutes, not just yet, but they're going to come forward and, and help me set up our sermon. So um, the kids in the first service did a great job. I know you guys will do a great job too. Um, but first I want to say a quick word to those of you who do not have kids, whether you're single people or whether you're a couple that has decided not to have children or you, maybe you would like to but are not able to. Um, I want you all to know that we love you and cherish you and you are part of our community and we're so glad that you are. Um, and as a matter of fact, I, I think my, in my picture perfect ideal uh, for a Christian community that all of you who are not parents would have a part in um, helping to raise the children of Artisan Church in the faith. Um, you may remember a few weeks ago, if you were here for the earlier service, we did a dedication for Cooper. And um, we've done lots of baby dedications and infant baptisms over the years. And there's always a moment in those ceremonies where after talking to the parents a little bit, I turn to the congregation and say, now will all of you do all in your power to help these parents raise this child in the faith? And you always answer with great uh, gusto, with God's help we will. And that to me is a beautiful picture of what a Christian community ought to be like. And um, when, you, when you say yes to that, and when you embody that promise... You are not just uh, fulfilling my ideal for community, but you're actually doing something that's very in line with the Bible's teaching uh, on what the faith community should be like. Um, We're looking at the book of Deuteronomy during this series called The Second Law. And in Deuteronomy 6, um, what we're going to hear a little bit later is the most, maybe the most important verse in the whole Hebrew Bible, certainly the one that is um, central to the Jewish understanding of God, But before you get to that verse, listen to what you hear Moses saying to the people. He says, Now this is the commandment that the Lord your God charged me to teach you to observe in the land that you are about to cross into and occupy, so that you and your children and your children's children may fear the Lord your God all the days of your life and keep all his decrees and his commandments that I am commanding you, so that your days may be long. Hear therefore, O Israel, and observe them diligently. Hear... O Israel, very important phrase in uh, the Hebrew Bible. And today's sermon is based on that phrase in some sense. The sermon is entitled, Listen Up. Because this charge uh, to the people to hear, to listen, is repeated again and again and again throughout the book of Deuteronomy. And so often it is paired with, combined with, the instruction to pass on what you hear to your children. And that would go for all the members of the community, whether they're parents or not. It's all, of a, all of us have a duty to pass on the faith that we've received from our spiritual fathers and mothers and grandfathers and grandmothers uh, to the next generation of people here at Artisan. And you hear that kind of charge at the beginning of Moses' address to the people, and you hear it again in the middle, and at the very end, when we're getting close to the end of the book, you look at chapter 32, he says, Take to heart all the words, which is to say, listen to everything that I've said. All the words that I'm giving in witness against you today, give them as a command to your children so that they may diligently observe the words of this law. And he says, this is no trifling matter for you, but rather your very life. 
So listen up. And then the second half of the title, if I wanted to make it longer, would have been Pass It On. Listen up and pass it on. So, as I said, we're going to get the kids involved today. And uh, I'm going to talk to them a little bit. And then they're going to help us make our way through the rest of the sermon. So what I'd like to ask is for the kids to come up and join me. You can sit right on the floor right here. Um, Maybe like roughly kindergarten through sixth grade. But if you're older than that or younger than that and you want to come up, you certainly can. But I'd like to see at least all the kindergarten through sixth graders, all the elementary kids. Would you come up and sit right here on the floor? We have one. That's good. Two. All right. Now they're coming. Now they're coming. Now, I know there's more kids than this in this room, but sometimes kids don't want to come to the front, and that is totally okay. And you can participate as a kid or as an adult right from your seat if you want to, okay? So, kids, today we are talking about an important word that you probably hear a lot, maybe especially from your moms and dads or grandparents or the people who take care of you. Do you ever hear those people say the word, listen? A lot. (laughs) I'm going to show you a picture on the screen. You guys look up at the screen and tell me if your parents ever look like these parents. (laughs) Those are some parents that look pretty upset with their kids. They're yelling at that poor kid, aren't they? And I think what they might be saying is, listen, don't you hear what I'm saying to you? Now, I know that none of... None of your parents ever say it like this. They always say it in a very nice and quiet voice, right? Sure. Why don't we get rid of that picture? We don't want to look at those parents anymore. Um, <clears throat> do, you think, do you guys think it's important to listen to your parents? Yeah? yeah? How come? Because you'll be a bad listener. Because you'd be a bad listener if you don't? That's a tautology. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay, though. We all do that. Um, <laughs> Eliza, why do you, what do you think might happen if you don't listen to your parents? You might get a timeout. Anybody else ever had a timeout for not listening to your parents? <laughs> you were a little quick on the draw there, my friend. Why do you think it's important to listen to your parents, Kenzie? You won't get food? Oh, wow. <laughs> that looks like it might be news to your dad. <laughs> do, you think, do you think sometimes your parents know things that you don't know and they're trying to tell you something important so you don't hurt yourself? Does that ever happen? Yeah, yeah. But is it sometimes hard to listen? Yeah, sometimes it's hard to listen, isn't it? What is something that you can't be doing if you're going to try to listen? Covering your ears, yeah. Focusing on something else. What do sometimes we do with our mouths that doesn't help us listen? Screaming. It's hard to listen while you're screaming, isn't it, Lily? Yes, that's a very good example of screaming. Have has anybody ever um, covered your ears so you don't because you don't hear what somebody is saying like this? And then sometimes, sorry, parents. um, I'm gonna give them a little tip here. Sometimes you go, la, 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 I can't hear you. That's kind of rude, isn't it? You shouldn't do that. But 
Sometimes kids do that. Sometimes grown-ups do it too. But we know that it's important to listen to our moms and dads and, and grandparents and the people who take care of us, right? But there are some other people who talk to us and try to get our attention and we shouldn't listen to them. Do you know anybody that you shouldn't listen to? Strangers. Strangers. We shouldn't listen. The devil. Mm. It's getting real here now. Wow. What about, what about, do you, do any of you have older brothers or sisters who sometimes try to tell you what to do? Yeah, and sometimes, sometimes older brothers and sisters are looking out for you too, just like moms and dads and grandparents. But sometimes, sometimes they're just being bossy, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. Now, I have, I have one more, guys, I have one more question about listening. Here's my question. Do you ever wish that your parents did a better job listening to you? Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm going to show you another picture. Can you look at the screen here? Do you ever feel like the kid in this picture? That kid's probably yelling, listen to me! No, probably not. No. <laughs> yeah. Fair point. All right, let's get rid of that kid. We don't want to look at him. Now, what are some things that moms and dads do that make it hard for them to hear when you're trying to talk to them? What? Sorry. Oh, let me take a picture of you. How many kids have a parent or someone at home who sometimes you're trying to talk to them and they are busy on their phone or their computer? Ooh. You know what? Here's the thing, guys. Listen up. Sometimes parents actually do work on their phones and sometimes they're just messing around and wasting time. So here's what I would suggest you do. Instead of yelling like that kid was yelling, I bet, I can almost promise this will work. If that's ever happening in your house and you want to get your parents' attention and they're not listening to you, if you went up to them and put your hand on their shoulder and said, Mom or Dad, can you put your phone down and listen to me for a minute? If you said that in a really nice voice, I bet they would do it. (laughs) You've tried that, it doesn't work. (laughs) Well, I didn't say I could guarantee. I said I could almost guarantee. All right. So, I need your help today. Will you guys help me with the sermon today? I'll make you a deal. If you help me, I will make it a short sermon. Does that sound like a good deal? All right. Grown-ups like that, too. So, here's what I want you to do. It will involve listening, and here's what's going to happen. There are two different sounds that I'm going to make in my sermon today. I'm going to make both of them a bunch of times. And I want you to respond in a certain way when you make the sound. So here's the first sound, okay? This is the sound that I'm going to make whenever I say the word listen or hear. You hear that? Now when you hear that sound, some of you know what that sound is like, huh? When you hear that sound, you have to be totally quiet. And I want you to put your hands behind your ears like this. Do you notice? Try this. If you put your hands behind your ears, you can do this out here too, guys, if you want. If you put your hands behind your ears, can you hear a little bit better? Yeah. So when you hear me say, listen or hear, and ring the bell, the chime, you have to be totally quiet. Put your hands behind your ears. 
okay? That's the first one. Now, the second one, remember I said that there's, there's some people that we shouldn't listen to? So when you hear me ring this bell, that's kind of a, like an uglier sound. It's loud and annoying, and it clangs and clangs and clangs. It sounds a little bit like this chime, but it's not as nice, is it? So when you hear this sound, what I want you to do is cover your ears and then five times say, la, 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 la. Okay? Now, how many times can you say la, la? Five laws, not 17 laws. Okay? So let's try it. So here's what's going to happen. I'm going to share some examples from the Bible this morning. We're looking at the book of Deuteronomy. Can you guys say Deuteronomy? Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy. That's right. And there's two ideas in Deuteronomy that I'm going to tell you about. The first one is that we should listen. Good, listen to God. And the second idea is that we should not listen. That's five, but you made the long one at the end. I'm not sure that's fair. We should not listen to people who tell us not to follow God. Okay? Those are the two ideas. So I want you to be listening in your seats. Do you have a question? Yes. Yeah. He made ears so we could listen to our parents and for fire drills. Also, <laughs> that's true. And you know what else? To listen to beautiful music and all kinds of things. So, so today, will you all help me? Will you do those two things? Remember, if I say hear or listen, what do you do? Hands behind your ears. Good, good. And then if I say do not listen, what do you do? Do not listen. Good job. All right. You can all go back and sit with your uh, families or whoever brought you today. All right. So remember my promise, you kids. If you help me, I will have a short sermon. But that means if you don't help me, I'm going to go on and on and on. And then all the grown-ups will be upset with you. (laughs) All right. So the first example um, of these ideas that I want to tell you about comes from chapter 6. We were looking at chapter 6 at the beginning a few minutes ago when I told you this thing about um, hear the words and pass them on to your children, right? Um, Here's uh, what Moses tells the people right after that, and it's it's the most important idea to the Jewish faith to this day. It's the watchword of the Jewish faith to this day. Here's what it comes in uh, chapter 6. It's the idea that there is only one true God. And what he says to the people is, Hear, O Israel. Good. Yahweh is our God. Now, Yahweh is God's name in the Jewish Bible. Yahweh is our God. Yahweh only. See, because all the people all around the Israelites, where they were living, worshipped all kinds of other gods, different gods. They had gods for their food. And they had gods for their families, and they had gods that lived in the sky, and they had uh, gods for the weather, 
And they had gods that had eyes, but they couldn't really see the people. And they had gods that had ears on them, but they didn't actually hear the people or listen to them. And they had gods that had mouths, but they never said anything. And what Moses wanted to tell the people was, listen. Yahweh is the only true God. And that becomes the most important thing for God's people to remember. And he says that things will go well for you if you listen to the one true God. Good. But what do you suppose happens if you do not listen? I heard more than five laws there, you guys. That's okay, though. Doing great. Doing great. Well, sometimes God's people did not listen. (laughs) And Moses, at this very important meeting of the whole community, he reminds them what happened at a time when they did not listen. Good. (laughs) In chapter 1 of this book of Deuteronomy... um, He tells them about a time when they wanted to fight their enemies and God told them not to. And here's what Moses tells them. Yahweh said to me, Say to them, Do not go up and do not fight, for I am not in the midst of you. Otherwise, you will be defeated by your enemies. And then Moses reminds them, Although I told you, you would not listen. You rebelled against the command of the Lord and presumptuously went up into the hill country. And then what happened? The enemies who lived in that country came out against you and chased you like bees. Have you ever been chased by bees before? It's not a pleasant experience, is it? And it says that the people beat you down. So Moses tells the people, you should never ever cover your ears when God speaks. But remember how we talked about sometimes there are people who try to tell us things that are not true and they try to tell us things that are not good and they even sometimes try to tell us that we should turn away from the one true God. And what do you think the Bible says about people like that? It says we should not listen. (laughs) That's right. I cannot hear you. Deuteronomy 13. This is in the Bible. It says... If prophets say, let us follow other gods and let us serve them, you must not heed, you must not listen to them. Even if anyone secretly entices you, even if it is your brother or your son or daughter or the wife you embrace or your most intimate friend saying, let us go and worship other gods, you must not yield to or listen to any such persons. So, you should never cover your ears when God speaks, but sometimes you should cover your ears when other people are talking about God. Yeah. Especially on Twitter. (laughs) That's a joke for the grown-ups. So, I have one more idea to share with you today. Just one. I told you it was going to be short. But this is the most beautiful idea, the most important idea. So I want you to listen. Uh, I don't see kids putting their hands behind their ears anymore. 
Is the listening becoming harder? It does become harder as time goes on, doesn't it? Here's the most important idea, whether you're a child or a grown-up or anywhere in between. The most important idea and the most beautiful idea is that God listens. So put your hands behind your ears again. Only this time, it's not you listening. It's God listening. Isn't that an amazing idea? That the same God that made the whole universe, our whole world and the sun and the stars and all the planets that spin around all of them and the galaxies ever expanding, that same God listens to us. Can you imagine God sitting out there? God's not... um, What is it our parents do sometimes? God's not up there on his phone while we're trying to talk to him, ignoring us. God listens. And who does he listen to? He listens to his children. This is from Deuteronomy also. Deuteronomy 26. Moses reminds the people, when the Egyptians treated us harshly and afflicted us by imposing hard labor on us, We cried to the Lord, the God of our ancestors, and the Lord Lord heard our voice and saw our affliction, our toil, and our oppression. The Lord, Yahweh, heard our voice. Isn't that amazing? And then he also says in another place, and this is the last part of the Bible that I'm going to quote to you today. He says this really beautiful thing. Because is it remember we talked about how it's hard to listen sometimes? And sometimes sometimes does it feel like God is far away? Do you kids ever feel like God might be far away? I want you to know that grown ups feel that way sometimes too, and that that's a normal thing for everybody to feel sometimes that God is far away. But there's a beautiful reassurance in the Bible. Moses says, surely this commandment that I'm commanding you today is not too hard for you, nor is it too far away. It is not in heaven, that means it's not up in the sky, that you should say, who will go up in the sky for us, to heaven for us, and get it for us, that we may hear it and observe it. Neither is it beyond the sea, that you should say, who will cross to the other side of the sea for us and get it for us, so that we may hear it and observe it. No, the word is very near to you. It is in your mouth and in your heart for you to observe. Could you imagine, kids, if God's Word was in your mouth and then when you spoke, it was God's words coming out and then it would be really easy for the people around you to hear from God, wouldn't it? Or if God's word was in your heart, it would be easy for you to, to know what God wants and, and to hear God. You wouldn't have to cup your ears so much, would you? The Bible says that the word is very near to you. Now, do you know what Christians believe is the word of God? 
We believe that Jesus is the final word of God. It says that in the book of John. And Jesus said to his followers, and he sort of says it to all of us, that when the Holy Spirit comes, we would know that Jesus is in his Father, and we would be in Jesus, and Jesus would be in us. It's almost like Jesus, the Word of God, can dwell within our own hearts. And if you find that the Word of God looks and sounds like Jesus, it's a good thing to have in your heart because all the people around you will then be able to hear what God has to say. And if you ever hear somebody say anything about God that doesn't remind you of Jesus, you should not listen. That's right. (laughs) Well, um, thank you, uh, all of you kids, young and old, for your help with this sermon this morning. Can you guys give the kids a round of applause for their excellent participation today? Really good job. Um, I have. I would like uh, to say a closing prayer for our families and for our kids and for all of us who who love those kids. Let's pray. Almighty God, Heavenly Father, you have blessed us with the joy and care of children. Give us calm, strength, and patient wisdom as we bring them up, that we may teach them to love whatever is just and true and good, following the example of our Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Now, we will take communion together now. Do you remember how I said a few minutes ago that Moses was reminding the people of what had happened in their story with God? Well, communion for us is a great reminder of what Jesus did for us. It's a reminder that Jesus died for us and that Jesus loves us. And the neat thing about communion... Now, I don't know if you kids have heard me talk about communion much because a lot of times you're down in your classes and your parents haven't gotten to get you yet. When we take communion, it's almost like we are eating love. Have you ever gone over to a friend's house for dinner and you kind of worried, like, what are they going to have for dinner? Are they going to have chicken? Are they going to have tofu? Are they going to have peas? Some of you love peas, but I don't care for peas, and I say no thank you when they are offered to me. When you go to God's house for dinner, he serves love. Isn't that weird? But it's beautiful too. And you can come to God's table and receive the love of Jesus by eating the bread and remembering his body, which was broken for you, and by dipping it in the cup of juice, and your parents will help you find the juice, not the wine. And that's a reminder that Jesus' blood was shed and poured out for, you for forgiveness of our sins. And uh, when you come to this table, you come and you receive nothing but God's beautiful, perfect love. And then you have the strength in your body to go share that love with the world. So we have an open table and everybody who wants to follow Jesus is welcome to take communion by dipping a piece of bread in one of the cups. If you'd rather not, uh, you can stay where you are or you could come and receive prayer. There'll be a member of the prayer team here who would be happy to pray with you in person. Um, But respond however the Spirit might be working in your own heart this morning. And let's continue to worship at the table and in song. Thanks again, kids. You did a great job. Amen.
For more information, visit us at artisanchurch.com.